I kind of finally opened my eyes and came to and realised it was a massive earthquake. Like, it was huge. And I still can't believe to this day that I was in that situation. Put a shrimp on the barbie. Because I'm coming to you. Everything Australian. G'day guys and welcome to the show. My name is Melissa Hartigan from Event Listings For You and I'm going to be your host for Australia with a little bit of Kiwi and that little bit of Kiwi is on my ear. So this first step will be about the show, the foundations of it, why I've chosen to put it out there on a podcast and We're just here to have a bloody good time, if I'm honest. So if you're easily offended, um, I do chuck a F in a a bloody every now and then. So jump off the show if you don't want to be on it. But you want to be on it, trust me, you want to be on and in this show. First of all, who doesn't like a little bit of banter with a Kiwi, right? Australians and New Zealanders are actually hilarious when it comes to banter. The other day I was talking to somebody and I was talking about how in high school we had these mufti days and we had to do a dollar coin donation and they were like, the hell is mufti day? And it was like, crickets, seriously, just straight crickets. And I was like, free dress? And they're like, oh yeah, we used to have those too. Love me, some good banter. Does anyone remember Trent from Punchy? Because if you don't, you're not bloody living. I tell you that. Okay, settle down. You are alive, but I would recommend going seeing Trent from Punchy because it was both in the day. So who am I? I am Melissa Hardigan. I was raised in a small town in New Zealand. It's actually grown bloody heaps since I've been there. It's on the east coast uh, and it's about two hours away from Auckland. A lot of people do know Auckland. And I'm not just saying this to be biased, but we've got this mountain called Mount Monganui, and it is honestly epic. If you are potentially heading to New Zealand for a trip from Australia, I would highly recommend going to Mount Monganui. It's a hidden gem. Not many people go there. They go to Rotorua because it's quite, or Rotorua I should say, because it's quite touristy. And they forget about little old Tauranga and it's it's honestly stunning. Um, I do recommend the South Island also in the winter. Um, it is a little piece of gold. I'll tell you that right now. G-O-L-D. Drippin'. Any other recommendations uh, if you're from New Zealand and you know any little hidden gems? Holler at a sis. Oh yeah, and by the way, it's called Tauranga. Or the right pronunciation is Tauranga from where I was brought up. So I went to this primary school called Bellevue Primary School and then I went to Otomota Intermediate. Uh, We've got intermediates over in New Zealand. You guys over here in Australia go from primary straight to high school. We go primary, intermediate, which is um, year seven and year eight for two years and then we hit up high school after that. In high school and actually throughout pretty much my whole entire life, I have been totally sporty. I wasn't the smartest of my family. Um, my brother is an engineer and my sister is a criminal lawyer. So I wasn't the smart one. I was the sporty one, if you know what I mean. But that's okay, guys. We all have our different talents, right? I'm behind a mic and I'm freaking loving it. And my brother doesn't know it yet, but... 
he's totally going to be on this podcast because he, I know he's from New Zealand, but he's been in Australia for coming up probably nearly 10 years. And he's one of the people that I would love to speak to in relation to his professional sporting career. It's very interesting. If you like Speedway, tune into that episode. Anyway, totally sporty and I actually got the opportunity with my school to go to the South Island in Christchurch for one of my last years playing hockey. Great opportunity to play out there. It was freezing at the time because hockey is a winter sport. We flew over. It was my first time in the South Island and we arrived, played the tournament, didn't go that well but here comes the juicy part right on the last night of the tournament we all went to bed everything was absolutely fine and then for it was about 4 50 in the morning I opened my eyes and my bed was on wheels and it was literally moving from one side of the room to the other side it, I had no idea what was going on I kind of finally opened my eyes and came to and realized it was a massive earthquake. Like it was huge. I cannot comprehend how huge this was. So I literally jumped out of bed. There was another girl sleeping next to me. Um, I'll quickly give you a rundown of the room. So in Christchurch, there's a lot of old buildings. So they're made out of wood, not like here in Perth, Western Australia. Um, they made out of wood. There was just a room upstairs and it was kind of, there was nothing else apart from two beds up there. And then downstairs was the kitchen. It had a massive chandelier on a long string. It had a dining table and then the other younger girls were downstairs in that bedroom there. So I woke up and the girl next to me, um, her name is Claudia, shout out Claudia if you're listening. I went over to her and she was still freaking asleep. Like who sleeps through a seven point, I think it was 7.2 in the end or 7.4 on the Richter scale earthquake. Like what? So I went over to her bed and I shook her and I was like, wake up. We're in a, let's just say earthquake. I said a lot more colorful words than that because I was freaking out because the ground was moving violently. And then we had to run down these stairs in this building, find some sort of shelter. She went under the table. I went and woke or didn't wake up. The other girls were actually already awake, but they were only 16 year olds. So I grabbed them and there was three of us in this door frame just waiting for this earthquake to stop. And it was just shaking. And we were like, what do we even do now? Like, do we just stand here and wait for it to stop? Because we'd never been in a situation like that before. I'd felt one earthquake and I was doing some school sewing or something. Anyway, so it finally stopped and we all walked outside and my hockey coach, Galitli, Mr. Galitli, hey, um, came out and asked obviously if we were okay and just to prepare for aftershocks. Now, I didn't know what that meant. I mean, I mean, like I knew what aftershocks were, but prepare for aftershocks? Like, what do you mean? And this was the weirdest thing. You could honestly, so we went back to our rooms and just calmed down. I was the oldest, so I had to pretend to be calm. I was freaking freaking out, but I was the oldest. So like, 
I was responsible for these youngies to make sure that they were okay. And we were just kind of sitting in the room waiting for the aftershock. And you can hear it. It's like a train. Honestly, you are standing there and it comes up from the ground and you can hear it before you feel it. So you hear this massive train noise and then it comes. It's the weirdest, most unsatisfying feeling that I've ever felt in my life. Woke up the next day and it was really incredible to see what had fallen and the rubble on the ground and everything like that. I mean, this wasn't the second one, guys, where a lot of people um, did unfortunately pass away. This was the first one, but it was definitely the one that kind of started to shake things up and make things unstable for the second one to really ruin everything. But it was still... um, out of this world to be in. Very, very scary still to this day when me and my partner go to the movies. You know how they shake when they're like, they get loud and really intense? I think it's an earthquake, so I get like real freaked out. Um, Just one of the repercussions of being in the earthquake. So that's a little bit of a story about me. I think it's really important to note that we're just one little minuscule thing in this world and um, we all have different things in our lives that we go through and Christchurch is a place that will always have a memory in my heart for sure. They've been through so, so much lately um, with with the earthquakes having to rebuild from the ground up. If you don't know much about that story, I'd really recommend going and having a wee look at that. It's definitely worth going there and supporting them. After high school, I pretty much finished up and went straight to the University of Waikato in Hamilton, New Zealand, also known as... The Tron, baby. The Tron, the Hamilton. Um, fantastic university. I didn't really know what I kind of wanted to do after high school. I mean, you're expected to know what to do when you're nearing 18 years old. It's this massive life decision. I think I remember going back and I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just in high school. Like, I'm just having fun. And then you have to make this decision about your career totally and your life. It is just, it's a bit crazy actually to think about it. But I kind of had an inkling that I I liked sport and I was good at it. So that's why I kind of uh, went that way. I'm pretty stoked that I ended up choosing sport because I was kind of tossing between sport and nursing. Totally different, but I kind of just wanted to help people out a little bit. But I thought nursing kind of put you in a box of just being able to do nursing and if I did a sporting degree there was loads of different things that I could do in relation to that and I could branch out into different areas and I'm very very lucky that I did because um, when I finished university um, that's when I pretty much packed up my stuff and came over to Perth. Why did I decide to come to Perth? I actually came here on a holiday to watch my brother race the wingless sprint car national championship so that's like a Um, everyone from Australia comes together and races to be Australian champion basically Um, and we came over for a holiday to visit him do that it was we were in Bunbury if you are in Perth and it was 42 degrees that day and coming from New Zealand from like 26 degrees and she's scorching to 42 degrees I melted it was insane (laughs) loved it but obviously loved it because I came back to live here, but it was crazy. Um, I finished up my uni degree and I kind of, um, I don't really have anything in New Zealand anymore that was 
really holding me back so I just thought I'd venture out for a year or two in Perth and see what the vibe is and I've never been back. When I knew that I kind of wanted to move to Perth I started looking at a few jobs. One popped up and I just flicked them an email and said that I was moving to Perth from New Zealand. If there's an opportunity I'd love to to come and work for them. I ended up having a Skype interview with this particular company. I teed up a job before I come to Perth. I can't believe that I actually did that now that I'm thinking about it. So lucky. I actually came over to Perth with a big 500 smackaroos so it wasn't much money but it was enough to start a life here in Perth. I was really lucky though that my brother was already here so he housed me and let me stay at his house until I pretty much got my feet on the ground. So what happened after that? I had a few jobs so the first one that I actually got from New Zealand um, was in childcare so I was just doing before and after school care I was doing that part-time at uni and then after that I secured a member care management role uh, across a couple of gyms so that was pretty cool then I managed to secure a job at Roy Hill Mindsight as a health and lifestyle coach that was an amazing opportunity I did that for about a year and then it was just a little bit just unstable but it was a really great saving mechanism and it allowed me to buy my first house with um, one of my friends from New Zealand so we use that as an investment property now and it just goes to show that if you are moving interstate or if you are moving countries there's only a certain amount of money that you do need to move and honestly for me to move over to Australia it was a big step but at the time I was just at a stage in my life where I thought it was just totally fine and cruisy. I think that's a good thing when you're naive because then you just do it. I feel like if I wasn't naive and wasn't, you know, go with the flow, I probably wouldn't have done it. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't have won the house that I brought with my friend that I now have an investment with. I wouldn't have the job that I have today. And I've actually got another house with my partner. We've brought two houses since that time. So we bought one, renovated it, and then we've brought our well, you'd like to say forever home, but you never know what's going to happen. We could want to buy a new house. You just never know. I want a house on the canal, but I can't afford that. So this is my forever home for now until I win lotto. If anybody, um, you know, is good at that game, then just holler at us. But all in all, I think naivety is such a good thing when you're moving countries, starting something new, or potentially even starting a new business. So that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a hack. Be naive, love it, and just go for it, man. So that pretty much wraps up me and who I am and just gives you a bit of a rundown on what it was like for this little Kiwi to pack up her bags and move to Australia. And like I said, Australia, I should say, it's actually quite crack up because it was so spontaneous and I've been here for five years. Going forward, what I want to do in the next episode is to really nut out some tips and tricks for you guys about moving to Australia because that's one of the first things that you do when you move countries, you move, right? So I want to nut out some tips and tricks, things like who you should bank with or who you should fly with, who gives you the most baggage because obviously you're packing up your whole life into a couple of suitcases. So that's a really important one. And just the lifestyle of Australia, even interstate, it's really different. Um, So I'd love to talk to different people from different 
different states to see what the lifestyle is like. I definitely know what Perth is like, but I understand Melbourne and Sydney is a little bit more bougie. Lol, or it could totally not be. I have no idea. So if you're from Melbourne or Sydney and you want to have a yarn, let me know because I'd love to get my facts right. And honestly, the culture is so different as well. Same, same, but different, right? One of the things when I came to Perth, it was so funny in New Zealand, you chuck on some Havianas or some sandals, a beachy dress and Bob's your uncle, you're in the club. And then I came to Perth and I went out and I was like the cute one. I like the cute one. All the other girls, tits out for the boys, tits out for the boys. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to get my boobies out? Is this how it is? And no, not everyone is like that, but I feel like it's way more acceptable over in Perth to do that than in New Zealand. I mean, the culture has shifted a bit and, you know, girls are able to wear a kind of thong tog or bathers at the beach. But still, I was just so, like, eyes wide open, like, jaw drop, where am I? Look, and totally no judgment from me. Kudos to you if you do get them out. It was honestly just a shock for me just because I wasn't used to it. And this is definitely one of the things that I'll be talking about um, in my next episode. Tips and tricks about moving interstate or to Australia from another country and the massive culture shocks that you may or may not receive. It may be completely different than your country or it might be quite similar. And guys, if you have had any experiences of this, moving from another country or interstate and you were just like, what? Am I in the same country? Is this real lie? Oh my God, I want to share so much more with you. But if you've got any, just um, flick me a message or jump onto our Facebook page, Straya with a little bit of Kiwi. We would honestly love to hear them. But yeah, that's pretty much the show for today, eh? If you liked the show, please drop a like and a comment below. We love to hear your feedback. If you've got any questions or you want anything in Australia and a little bit of Kiwi, let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. That's it. We're wrapping up. Love you guys. Peace out. We'll see you soon. Sayah.